0: Nation, welcome to season 2 of It's All in the Roses, a podcast where two astrology enthusiasts break down all the loving, fighting, and rose-giving of the franchise.
1: This week we're breaking down episode 8 of Peter's Bachelor season. I'm Susie and I'm Kristen and it's time to look toward the stars.
0: Hello everyone, welcome back to another week of Roses. Hello, hello. Hello, It's the best time of the year. Hometowns. (laughs) Yes, hometowns. We're going to go right into, you know, the usual, our social media check-ins. You can follow us on Twitter at It's All Roses, on Instagram at It's All in the Roses. You can email us. Our email is uh, It's All in the Roses at gmail.com. And if you're loving our episodes and our astro takes on all things Batch, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that you're able to review our show. Kristen and I are not astrology experts. We're mere enthusiasts. The book and astro content we reference during our episodes all comes from the only astrology book you'll ever need, and that's by Joanna Martine Wolfolk. And any readings we do on contestants are based on their sun signs only unless otherwise stated. Now we're going to go into our Virgo and Gem moves of the week, starting with Kristen's Virgo move.
1: Yes. So Virgos like the small details. They pay attention to them. And for me, that's always translated through things like writing and cooking but cooking is something that I don't get to do very often just because the timing and the way that I like to cook is just slow Mm -hmm. and uninterrupted like I like to really camp out at the kitchen table and just cook for a couple hours so I was home alone on Sunday so I got to take over the kitchen and just do the slow cooking style that I love and never get to do so it just felt very cathartic and a relaxing way to start the week
0: that's awesome what a perfect sunday activity i know right i felt so
1: sunday what
0: did you make
1: i made a chicken stir fry with like a thai peanut sauce and then i made thai food i do yeah and then (laughs) i made a pasta dish oh yum Mm -hmm. awesome got a little meal prep in i know
0: that's I have cute. some of my pasta for lunch tomorrow. <laughs> I'm all See? set. You're all set. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My gem move of the week um, is centered on a situation that has come up. So a little background. We have a new intern with us at work. This intern is a family friend of one of my coworkers but he's also someone I went to high school with. Oh. Kind of grew up with him. He was in my friend group, but we weren't ever really friends. Like, he was very much closer to the guys.
1: But, you know, yes, we, would we hang all out have that
0: because one person it, in our friend group. Yeah. Yeah. So that's this guy. And he was always just like a lot like, very opinionated and immature, and we just, I I didn't vibe with that, because that is not my vibe at all, so now he has re-entered my life in, like, a professional setting, and it's just, like, very awkward, and I can tell that he's definitely grown up a bit and calmed down, but I can't shake that high school image of him, Mm. so it's just really hard for me, because I tend to gel and get along with people pretty easily as a gem, but I find not that I'm not trying and I feel like he's trying to like get along too, but it's just weird. And I found something in our book today that I felt was pretty relevant to this. It says for gems, um, a problem for them is that instead of looking at people's deeper qualities, um, we tend to judge them by their reaction to us. Are you coming off well? Are you mesmerizing mm-hmm. them? And I feel like that definitely applies in this setting, especially because I am also, um, I have like a level of authority over him. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a, a lot of weird dynamics and I'm yeah. figuring out how to move forward with all this. It's weird. I'm
1: curious about what his sign is because it sounds oh very much like the Leo to
0: me. He made a comment today. Uh, it might, Kristen, you know, he might be a Leo. Because
1: what you described is my experience with a Leo. Really?
0: Okay. Yeah. Let me look him up on Facebook real quick because <laughs> he made like the strangest comment. And all of my coworkers were just kind of quiet because they know it's like a weird dynamic. But he was like, oh, well, I'm this sign, but actually I was born in the hour where the signs change. Oh so, my. you know, people that are no. really into astrology, <laughs> they get, like, complete, they, like, um, break it down, like, all these different levels. And my coworkers didn't say anything because they know I'm really into astrology. And I'm yeah. just like, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Keep talking. Watch him on oh, November 22nd. Sash." yes yes oh. but he's a scorpio he's a scorpio cuss interesting yep which oh which is even more interesting because Sagges and gems get along super well mm. we're polarities so whatever Moving on, (laughs) moving on to Bachelor Nation broadcast. Um, We have a couple of fun expansions in the Batch franchise. The first is the official announcement of Summer Games, which will air after the Bachelorette, but before Paradise from July 24th to August 19th. Um, The show description is, quote, the Bachelor franchise favorites will compete in Olympic inspired physical challenges by day and explore potential relationships by night. If you guys Ooh. recall about 2 years ago, we had winter games which followed the same format. Um we yes, had aired
1: opposite the winter olympics, yes. so I think yeah. that date range is the summer
0: olympics, so it's going to mm-hmm. air at some point within yeah that time frame like counter programming yeah um yeah and so for winter games they competed in um challenges and in sports inspired by official winter olympic sports in the summer i'm sure they'll do the same with the summer games so like track swimming soccer stuff like that and we're hoping it'll feature international contestants again because that was yes. super fun uh, bring back courtney Yes, actually, would love. Um, Another fun addition is coming sooner, April 13th, The Bachelor, Listen to Your Heart, which is like essentially American Idol kind of, but for Batch Nation. Um, There's going to be 20 single men and women will search for love through music, singing well-known songs, both individually and as couples. They will meet and explore Um, their relationships while living together and going on bachelor style dates that focus on music. So the catch here is that once couples have been like together and decide to commit to each other, kind of like a paradise situation, they will Mm -hmm. then be judged on live performances of duets to see how um, their performances reveal their love for one another until one couple is left and I guess they win. Oh jeez! I don't know how I feel about this. I don't think I will partake. <laughs> maybe I may watch the first episode just to see what, like, what the setup is. Maybe that's a lot like, of Bachelor programming.
1: Lot. If you think about it, that's like what maybe only year. three weeks between the Bachelor and this music show, and then the Bachelorette, and then Summer Games,
0: and then Paradise. That's a lot. I also put a note here that bachelor listen to your heart is like Jed's wet dream. That's what yes. Jed would have wanted. Ugh. He's going to
1: pop up. Maybe. Yeah. About, I'll be a Mr. Rat girl. <laughs> oh
0: man. We'll never, we'll never escape it Ugh. ever. And then our final piece of vagination broadcast news is a sad one because we're having so many couples break up. And my theory is because Winter is coming to an end. Cuff season mm-hmm. is ending. Yes,
1: it's like that John Mayer song, Saint Patrick's Day. <laughs> what? I don't you know, know it. that song. It's basically so. saying that couples <laughs> stay together until Saint Patrick's Day because then it's like holidays, <laughs> and then it's Valentine's Day. But then by the time Saint Patrick's Day rolls around, it's like, oh, what's the point? And they break up. You should oh listen to god. it.
0: It's oh good my song. god, I will. <laughs> okay, I we're getting a lot of music, Rex. This- <laughs> because you know i have stuff to say later yes (laughs) um goose and crystal nielsen have announced their separation after nearly eight months of marriage um yeah chris rendon and crystal who met on bachelor in paradise were a very like unconventional couple Mm kind of came out of nowhere in a bit of a love square with tia and colton at one point true that So they released a joint statement where they said, never did we imagine this scenario, but we've come to a point where we both need to work on ourselves. We are best friends that love and care for each other so deeply. We've appreciated everyone's love and support so far throughout our journey. And we just ask that you please respect our privacy as we navigate through this. Pretty standard statement. Um, To give you the little astro take on it, Chris is a Sagittarius and Crystal is a Libra. A Sag is charmed by Libra's elegant, easygoing nature, which I feel like really reflected Crystal's time on Paradise, um, which was a complete opposite to how intense and annoying she was on Ari's season of The Bachelor. Yeah. And um, same with Chris. Chris was kind of mm, annoying on Becca's season. I always liked Chris, but he was. Yeah, he was problematic. Yeah. Um, a Libra is fascinated by Sag's lust for adventure. And I think that may also have been how things kind of started out for them. Like Chris was not like bad boy of paradise, but he was very much like a boy's boy kind of thing. And I think that attracted gang. (laughs) He had the goose gang with the bandanas.
1: Yeah. I still remember one of my tweets that went semi viral that (laughs) paradise summer. I tweeted a gif of, the gang in West Side Story <laughs> just snapping their fingers and it was like Chris and his goose gang waiting
0: for whoever it was to come back from a date. <laughs> I'm dead. So true. Um, Our book also notes that a Libra is more romantic than a Sag and that Libras love home and luxury while Sages prefer outdoor life but, quote, Librans are artists at working out problems. Mm. So Here's hoping That they can yes. work out this For whatever's going on
1: Bachelor Nation
0: separation Wow Yikes Anyway that was um, Bachelor Nation broadcast We're going to move into Our episode breakdown now Of these hometown dates Woo Tonight, you started Kissing all your friends Kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss.
1: Okay, so after a quick introduction, still back in Lima, Peru, Peter heads to Knoxville, Tennessee, otherwise known as Hannah Ann's hometown. I believe Knoxville was also Jed's hometown, mm-hmm. as we saw on The Bachelorette last year. Lovely. Lovely. So, you know, it attracts an interesting crowd. And Hannah says that this process has been hard, but when she's with Peter, everything melts away. And she says that no one else has ever had that ability to make her forget about everything else in the world. And because her dad is in the lumber industry, she tells Peter that you can impress him with good character and being a real man. So she's making a real man out of Peter by taking him axe throwing to impress (laughs) Ranger Rick as she calls
0: her dad. I've always wanted to go axe throwing.
1: I've always been so terrified of it because the places around here, they drink while they do it. And then there's no protection behind you when you're like throwing
0: your arm back. You have, like, a little chaperone that's there watching to Which make is sure the everything's chaperone okay.
1: Too. the chaperone, can't stop the axe he, from plunging into he someone. He
0: teaches you how to throw them. And I'm sure make sure that no one is in the way when you're throwing. It's terrifying. I would like to try. Someday. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Peter
1: isn't too good at the axe throwing. Neither Surprise. is Hannah Ann. Peter finally does get a bullseye and this kind of correlates with Leo's not being able to accept being second best as Mm -hmm. and Peter being uncoordinated here and as we'll see later on on another date must really drive him bananas because as we see he tries his darndest until he can (laughs) pull out some kind of victory. And Peter tells the camera that he knows exactly how he feels about Hannah and he has no need to hold it back. And he points out that their relationship has taken off recently. And Hannah Ann's letter from last week inspired Peter to write his own letter for her. And just like her letter from last week, his says things I love about you. And some of those reasons include how intentional you are, how you give me butterflies every time I see you how you have a name for every dress you've worn.
0: What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't know. I was just waiting for a do you like me check yes or no
0: to <laughs> pop up on the list. It was giving me those vibes. Oh my god. Yeah, did he dot his eyes with hearts? No? Not that I could tell, okay. but it
1: did look kind of like ripped out, like legal pad paper. Okay. <laughs> rush job, rush job. Yes. Yes, on the plane there. So this was the introduction of a phrase that popped up a few times in the episode. And I was just very irritated by it because I just have never heard it. And I don't think it makes much sense. But Hannah said, my heart's falling in regards to Peter.
0: Have you heard this phrase before? No, (laughs) no, I don't think so. It's just- I'm sorry, I'm dying. Yeah, it's interesting. The saga of this season, continually butchering the English Words, language. yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a finaco. <laughs> Your Oh my god, that's too funny.
1: And Hannah is looking forward to getting her parents' support with her relationship with Peter, and she thinks that her mom will sense that she's falling for Peter, And her dad will also sense it, but he won't accept it because she's daddy's little girl. Mm -hmm. So at her home, they meet her parents and siblings. And at first, there was a lot of awkward, nervous laughing. This was something I picked up with both Hannah's family and Madison's family. Mm -hmm. They were both the oldest child. They both look like they're 12 when they're 23. So it kind of gave off the vibes of parents that are like, we've never really done this before in a serious setting. Like we've never met a daughter's partner at this stage of a relationship. Because if you think about it, if you're 23, when was the last time your parents might have met someone where it wasn't like a high school situation where you're just meeting and passing at like a school function or something like that?
0: Oh, totally. I totally sympathize with them because we're like the same age and I've never introduced someone to my parents that formally before.
1: Yeah, and to do it with cameras too. That's oh, a whole oh other God. league. Mm-hmm. And Hannah's sister, when she hears about the axe throwing, says if Peter really wanted to impress dad, he could name all the trees in the yard. And Peter has a panic
0: attack. <laughs> Peter's like, uh, trees? Uh what uh, palm trees?
1: What? her dad is clearly not about this experience. Um <laughs> Hannah's sister takes her aside to get the dirt. And meanwhile, the dad tells the camera that his biggest question is how Peter feels about Hannah. And he honestly wanted to know if Peter could tell him that, in his words, this wasn't just a flash in the pant. What does that mean? I've never heard that before. Something Peter did in the windmill. (laughs) I hate this. (laughs) Three more weeks to go. (laughs) Anna tells her sister that she's starting to fall in love with Peter and she tells them all about their letters and her sister, who must be like 18, so, you know, she, not much is going to impress her. She says, if a guy writes you a letter saying 20 reasons that he loves you and she's kind of giving off the impression like, oh, girl, if he's doing this. And the sister cheers up because she can tell how happy Hannah is with him and that she's never seen Hannah this happy before. Which, again, she's 23. Mm. Is there really that much that could have happened beforehand that would make her that ecstatic? True. And Hannah is a Taurus. And as we've said in past episodes, the Taurus woman likes to be courted and wooed. But she's never really won And at the same time, she still looks for permanence and things. And I think you can kind of sense this with Hannah, that she's looking for answers with Peter, but at the same time, she seems a little reluctant to jump all the way in. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, she's just kind of still warming up to him, still figuring it out. Yeah, she's still got some walls up. Yeah.
1: And Peter tells Hannah's mother that hannah has told him that she's falling for him and peter wants to express the same thing but he hasn't had the opportunity yet and he tells her mom that he wants to do it that day the mom is startled she looks like she's about to say oh my stars what are you talking about boy <laughs> and she says as long as hannah is happy and wanting to move forward i'm excited for her but because hannah is the oldest child," Her mother says that her dad would need to hear a version of this reassurance from Peter. Mm. So, Ranger Rick takes Pete outside to the porch, and they sit (laughs) and stare each other down for a little bit. And the dad tells Peter that he's trying to figure out how sincere he is. And this is actually a Leo quality. People question Leo's sincerity, and they think that a Leo hogs the spotlight, and... They're, that they're performing even when the leo is being totally serious
0: yeah i think it's interesting in this situation because i mean with any bachelor or bachelorette when it comes to hometowns the parents are going to question the sincerity right and whether or not they are putting it on for the cameras so mm-hmm. i just found that it was interesting that it's a quality of a leo yeah yeah
1: And Peter tells her dad that he has all the hope that this could work with Hannah. And the dad brings up the other women in the game, which is something that a dad on The Bachelor always does. And asks about where Peter sees himself with them. Peter kind of dances around the question and says, there's something real here. Hannah's got this thirst for getting the most out of this life. And I'm the exact same way. I'm hoping to tell her tonight that I'm falling in love with her. And I don't want her to have any doubt about that. And Ranger Rick is about ready to throw a chuck of wood at Peter. He says that he wasn't expecting that confession. And he says, if you say that to her, that's serious. Don't say that to her unless you're truly serious about it. Don't even waste a word. I love it.
0: Love it. Um, and
1: Peter decides he'll only tell Hannah this if he knows that's how he feels. So outside the house after their date, he tells her that... Her dad gave him a warning about letting her know something and being 100% about it. And Peter says, I know how I'm feeling about you. I can honestly say that I'm falling in love with you. Being here tonight with your family, it feels so right. And Hannah says that she's devoted and in it and committed. And she tells Peter, this is going to (laughs) work. And Peter can see himself getting down on one knee for Hannah. Damn. to wrap up their evening together. As we've spoken about many times before. They're a Leo-Taurus pairing. Traditionally. There are too many personality conflicts here. But they're both fixed signs. So neither will. Give in to something. So it can that could be a pro or a con. In a relationship setting. And the Taurus refuses. Refuses to give Leo constant worship. The Leo is too self-centered. To give Taurus the devotion that they need. So this kind of came across as sort of the opposite with
0: Hannah and Peter kind of in reverse. Yeah. I think last week when I read this in our book and I thought about them last week, we talked a little bit about um, the younger women and how maybe they haven't fully grown into their sign and the characteristics of their Mm -hmm. signs. I think that Mm -hmm. could be applicable here because um, Hannah does kind of, I mean, she was the one that started the letter trend with him. I feel like she's always very um gives him like words of affirmation and stuff you know Mm. so and then what is Leo too self-centered to give Taurus devotion it needs yeah I don't know like Pete doesn't Pete just because he keeps harping on the fact that he's such a giver I I don't really think he's like super self-centered
1: true yeah. if anything he's caring too much about people yeah yeah oh. <laughs> As As into. <laughs> yeah and now moving on to one of our two remaining Aries women Kelsey's hometown oh, wait
0: i have a question for you regarding Hannah Ann's hometown how would you mm-hmm. rate this hometown oh like uh stacked against the others on a scale of what um. Let's go like one to four. You know,
1: mm. like four being the best or the worst. Four, the best. Hmm. I would say, based on both Peter's feelings and Hannah's feelings, mm-hmm. it might be the best one, but not necessarily wow. because of the family reaction. Okay. I don't think any of the families were too thrilled about Peter. But I, I agree. Think Peter and Hannah left this one actually on the same page, which is more than yeah. you can say about the other, other dates.
0: Right. So next we move on to Kelsey's hometown date in Des Moines, Iowa. Kelsey was born and raised there. And it means a lot to her to have Peter there with her. Kelsey is one of our Aries women. And um, Kelsey starts off her date by talking a lot about how much her relationship with Peter has progressed she's told him that she really likes him they go to a winery they're making their own bottle they're stomping grapes with their bare feet sampling wines peter likens their relationship to wine saying the aftertaste always leaves you wanting more that's our relationship and he feels like he can't get enough about kelsey and he thinks they're on the same page about that so kelsey then tells us that she realized she was in love with peter in peru but she didn't say anything about it and regrets that, and her goal for the day is to confess her feelings to Peter. Um, she, so she does that and tells him, I can honestly say that I'm in love with you, and I know my family will see that. Kelsey says that it felt really good to be able to tell him that, um, although it was nerve-wracking to be the one that says I love you first. Um, and Aries are people that believe in taking action. And despite any nervousness they may be feeling inside themselves, they always project confidence. And I think that came across here for sure. Peter, on the other hand, we we don't know if Peter's on the same page about Kelsey on this love thing. So KP thinks this was Kelsey's golden ticket to bachelorette candidacy, which Mm -hmm. we fully endorse. Yes. Kelsey 2020... What? 2020. 2020? 2020. Kelsey 2020. Because I
1: feel like with the exception of Hannah B, which is kind of a step in the direction of a more empowered bachelorette, Mm -hmm. traditionally all the bachelorettes have kind of had this heartbroken edit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as they've been selected. I would say maybe the only other ones that haven't exactly had that narrative besides Hannah or maybe Rachel Lindsay and possibly Andy Dorfman. I feel like they were kind of more in the vein of the empowered, like, oh, he was an idiot anyway, so I'm fine. But I think they kind of need to resort to the old-fashioned method again after this season and I think between sure. Kelsey's age and giving her that heartbroken edit, that could lead to a good season.
0: I agree. We're here for mm. it. So we continue and Kelsey tells Kelsey tells Peter that she didn't expect to have all of these feelings for him. Blah, blah, blah. They end up kissing in the vineyard. And then we move into Kelsey's family visit they are all sitting around the dining room table and Kelsey apparently loves crab rangoons and Peter's never had a crab rangoon which is crazy. I, I love never crab, had crab rangoon. They're so good. They're <laughs> okay. I feel like I always bring up bar stool on this podcast. So there's <laughs> this guy on Barstool. He's like an American expat in China and he's mm-hmm. always making crab rangoons. Like it's crazy as this little Chinese woman that he like makes them with. It's so funny. Maybe I'll link a vid. So Pete has a crab rangoon and loves it. Everyone have crab rangoons. Um, Then we start talking to Kelsey's family members. So Kelsey's sisters pull her aside. um, And they tell us that Kelsey hasn't brought a guy home in two years. So this is a very big move for her. Kelsey's sisters... um, Kelsey tells her sisters that their relationship has started off like very serious. They've had to deal with a lot of drama and overcome situations and really learn to communicate with each other. And then Kelsey goes as far as saying that Peter checks off all the boxes and even more than what she initially thought was important for her and a partner and tells them she would definitely say yes if Peter were to propose to her in the end. Meanwhile, Kelsey's mom is having a conversation with Pete, um, and Pete says that he's never had any doubt about Kelsey's feelings towards him because she shows them right off the bat, and they've gone through so many things. He sees similarities um, in terms of how they handle tough situations, and her mom says it takes a lot for Kelsey to love, so she knows that Peter's a really special person if she's with them on that day. Um, And Aries is admired for their honesty. And we really see Peter praising Kelsey for that here. Before this conversation ends, Kelsey's mom just tells Peter that as a mom of three and having gone through a divorce, nobody wants to see their children's heart broken. So don't break my girl's heart. She was like very stern about it. It was a little scary.
1: She reminded me a lot of just like nervous mothers on like college campuses. (laughs) She gave me those vibes. Do you know what I mean? I guess. Like the mom of a freshman that's just like (laughs) trying to casually like figure
0: out like where the drinking and the drugs are. Oh my God. (laughs) True. True. (laughs) Casually snoop. Yeah. Kelsey's talking to her stepdad and she tells him that she told Peter she loves him. And says she knows she has strong feelings. She knows that Peter has strong feelings for her, but she doesn't really know what that means. So Kelsey's biggest concern at this point is being heartbroken. And she says, if I come home brokenhearted, we'll just pick up the pieces. Her stepdad tells the camera that Kelsey didn't realize she'd fall as quickly as she did. Hmm. Okay, and then Kelsey's mom is talking to Kelsey at this point and the mom is saying that she'd never thought that Kelsey would be at this point and that she would have made it to a hometown and, you know, Peter would be with them. And Kelsey just keeps it real. She says that she's being herself. She's been vulnerable. She's cried. She has a lot of feelings. Um, She tells her mom that she already told him she's in love with him. And mom says at the end of the day, she just wants her to be happy. And that she's never seen her daughter this way before. And she believes in love. But as a mom, she's concerned about her daughter's heart. Um, And so then this date ends with Kelsey telling Peter that, you know, she really meant what she said. She really feels strongly for him. Um, Peter, again, thanks her for being for herself. And says my heart is definitely falling.
1: There we go again. (laughs) What is this
0: phrase? (laughs) Um, But then again we get um, Kelsey's um, How do you say it? Kelsey's like hesitation. I don't know. She says Peter has three other women. He's still dating and it's scary but she feels confident with where they are and where they got the point they got to on this hometown visit and that's all i can hold on to um so aries are willing to take a gamble and to follow a dream set their mind on a goal and to pursue it with irresistible enthusiasm and that's how i felt we really left off with kelsey here like i think she's in a good place she feels um pretty solid with where her and peter are and i like that she's now choosing to be optimistic about them like it kind of seems like she's finally let go of thinking about everyone else and just really focusing on them you know yeah mature good
1: bachelorette mentality
0: yeah yeah Yeah, my note solid and normal hometown from my girl kelsey yes i'm sorry i can't do another
1: 23 year old southern girl as bachelorette (laughs) no we're over it
0: (coughs) Speaking of a mm. 24 year old,
1: <laughs> no, she's
0: 23. <laughs> I thought her little thing said 24. Okay, yeah, maybe she had a birthday. We have a Maddie because everyone in her hometown calls her Maddie. Wasn't it weird to hear Peter call her Maddie? <coughs> I thought it was weird. Yeah, so we're in Auburn, Alabama at Auburn University. Madison is like in her element she tells peter this is like her community her family's at the school because her dad coaches there um she like lived on campus walked to all of her games from her dorm room peter was like hella impressed with that (laughs) (laughs) why Uh, i don't know exact words were that's so badass well here theory I I feel like Madison just really set the tone for this hometown like right off the bat. Uh, Madison is also an Aries and Aries have a, a supreme quality of optimism which attracts others. And mm. she really was just so in her element here. Yeah. It, it was contagious. The excitement. Yeah, I she's adorable. It. We like her. So Madison, of course, takes... Um, Peter to the Auburn University basketball arena because she played basketball, D1 basketball player. Oh my God. Um, They walk in and there's uh, Charles Barkley's on the jumbotron and is essentially like low-key threatening Peter not to hurt Maddie as everyone does that we encounter (laughs) in Auburn. Um, So they like jersey up and then I think Madison's like college coach rolls out and she tells her congratulations on making two final fours. And me, I thought that meant like two actual final fours. So I was texting Kristen like, oh, my God, Madison's so <laughs> legit. And KP was like, no, he meant like final four college basketball, but final four bachelor. Which yeah. is, yeah, I'm, tr- <laughs> I'm so impressed by Madison. I'm so impressed by her. True. She had some skills. Yeah. Um, So then we get this like really weird aside where the coach suddenly starts talking about Madison's dad to Peter and he's all oh well like I hired her dad as a coach because he was a good man not just a good coach kind of thing and then you know they're playing basketball Madison schools Peter on dribbling and like. (laughs) Peter sucks.
1: <laughs> have <laughs> you seen all... those memes? That's a screenshot of Peter missing the ball. And yeah, I was like,
0: just gonna say he. Oh, really good at summary of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, so yeah, we segue into um, their family visit, um, where we have Madison's family, who again is one of the more reserved families of this mm-hmm. episode. Very shy. Madison is again the oldest sister, so her sisters are younger. Mallory um, and, and Mary
1: Michael. Mary Mary Michael. I'm so intrigued by the name <laughs> Mary Michael. It sounds like she's a Catholic nun in Brooklyn in 1953. I love it. Let's,
0: period drama, let's go. <laughs> um so they're sitting around their circular dining table. Interesting. Um, and Madison is ecstatic that she got the special plate because they have a tradition in their family that for every dinner, someone gets the special plate and they each go around and everyone has to say something nice about the person who has the plate. So Madison had the plate. Everyone had to go around and say something nice about her. And I feel like Peter gave her like a pretty good compliment. I was a little shook to see how he would hold up against the family, but I think he was solid. I can't say? remember I what can he remember. said. <laughs> <laughs> one of his like phrases, I feel like, I love your intentionality. I don't know. It Ooh. sounded good. It sounded good.
1: Oh, good for Pete.
0: Yeah, I feel like it was okay. Ugh. So Madison's mom is the first to take Madison aside. Um, and she says that this is a family of faith. And Peter seems to have strong values, but Madison has has made very specific faith decisions already about her life. So mom asks Madison, why are you still here? And Madison says that Peter has the kindest heart she's like ever encountered. And he makes her feel like she's the only person in the world or here. And this is like a quality that is very much associated with Leo men. Our book says that no one else in the Zodiac can more easily make you feel that you are first and quintessential lovers in the world. So I think it's something um, a lot of the women have said about Peter throughout. And I think he does like make an effort to really be present with everyone. So I can see how they would feel that way. Um, the So we're back to Madison and her mom And her mom says that she knows it takes time For Madison to really open up to someone And she also knows that time Is like the only thing Peter and her Haven't really had So uh, Madison says She hasn't fully talked to Peter About how she views intimacy And brings up the fact that she is Saving herself for marriage And this is the first we've heard of that all season um, And No one made a big deal about it. Yeah, which is definitely
1: a lot different than past portrayals of female virginity. You know, that was Ashley Eye's whole thing, and it was kind of played off as this humorous thing. I think Becca Tilly, it was briefly a storyline for her at the time. And I feel like we kind of... Saw the flip side of this situation with Hannah B on The Bachelorette last season, mm, mm-hmm. but I feel like it wasn't not that moment specifically, but I feel like just the yeah. topic in general wasn't oh, yeah. handled as delicately as it was with Madison in the past, which I, I think is a step in the right direction.
0: Yeah, very good vibe, good vibe. From mm-hmm. um, so we're moving out onto the porch where Madison's dad, who looks so young. Were you not freaked out?
1: I saw pictures comparing him to Vector from Despicable Me.
0: <laughs> I can't unsee it. <laughs> I'm dead. You have to send me one later. Um, again, the dad is asking Peter, you know, um, he wants to make sure that uh, Peter's feelings and what he's saying to Madison are genuine. Um, Peter's dad says, Madison is so pure Do you feel like you guys are compatible? He says that Madison has set very high expectations for herself and she won't settle. And dad wants to see someone that meets those standards. So Peter tells them, you know, that he has very strong feelings for Madison. um, But he is still seeing the other women. So he can't give him like a solid answer right now. And he's sorry. And when Peter like literally said, I'm sorry, I was like, Peter, you lost. Like <laughs> I was you like, Pete, come on, hold your own here." Ugh. So this whole thing about, um, you know, Madison's values and whatever values Peter might have made me think about them astrologically. Uh, I believe they're both no Leo. A Leo is a fixed sign. Leos are very devoted to themselves. So I'm wondering how Peter, how open Peter would be to accepting Madison's strong faith. Like I know he's mentioned it before, but I just wonder like if they were to make it down to the final two or if Madison is the final pick, like how, how far would he go in accepting mm, some of that? Madison is the only one at this,
1: Yeah, Madison is the only one at this point that he said straight out that he loves her. I think he would be very accepting of it. But then again, from Madison's perspective, she went into this knowing that Peter had that reputation of the guy who did it four times in the windmill. Oh, true. So I don't know what was her thought about that going into this.
0: Yeah, and a side note with this, and Aries is a cardinal sign, so they're very open to changes and new experiences. So that that might be an answer there. Um yeah. And then I was just thinking, like, in terms of their relationship, like we talk about Leo's having these strong leadership tendencies. Um and if Leo's a fixed sign who kind of takes like a dominant role over Maddie's cardinal sign, like I'm wondering if that could begin to influence like Madison's character or whatever. And we know, as we saw in the promos for the coming weeks, Madison is like very intent on not changing who he is. So I'm I'm not changing Mm -hmm. who she is. So I'm interested to see how this develops once they talk. Um, Yeah.
1: Next week. So Madison's dad then takes her aside and Madison tells him that she has strong feelings for Peter, but she needs to know if her family supports her. And obviously her dad is concerned about the quick time they've known each other. And he doesn't want Peter to ask her to do anything. He, she doesn't want to do. And then it got a little weird. He said that he prayed for her future husband when she was a baby. That's a little intense. Yeah,
0: that's, that's a lot.
1: And Madison Kind of seemed like the emotion of the day was really catching up with her. She kind of said jokingly that she didn't want to leave home. And she said that she was leaving the date feeling like it was harder than she anticipated. And tonight brought her back to a harsh reality. So when Natty and Peter hung out outside, she told the camera, I was hoping to tell Peter I'm in love with him, but I'm still trying to figure out if our spirits and souls are compatible and peter also says that the night was harder than he thought it would be but he still feels confident about them good so ended on a bit of a mixed bag i think i'd probably rank it as hannah ann kelsey madison
0: (coughs) yes i agree (laughs) and then down at the bottom slot (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Way down at the bottom. Way down. Vic. Okay. So finally, we have the, the much-anticipated Victoria F. hometown. Virginia Beach, of course. And Victoria F. is a Libra, just so we can all keep that in mind. Um, and we start this date off with them on the beach, and they're just kind of hanging out with her dog. And Peter seems to really be emphasizing how much more at ease Victoria seems to be here in her hometown setting. Um, And right after the beach, they go and they just kind of like explore Virginia Beach, I guess. They go to this like old photo place and dress up in old-timey clothes and have a little photo shoot. And our book says that Libras are born charmers. They bring out smiles and make others think that they're the most wonderful people like in the world and we know our boy pete death loves feeling that mm-hmm.
1: way leo lion laughing that up need- the attention
0: oh yeah um so then victoria brings pete to like i think she said it was like her favorite bar or some kind of thing something like that where Yeah. there's like a little party set up and there's a performer and i was like oh god another country singer like a because of what happened to them on that roller coaster day, and B because um, no one ever knows the country singers. And then and guess what? It was freaking Hunter Hayes. Ah, like what? Pretty That's big real get. That's a big I'm, get.
1: I mean, I don't really tend to get excited uh, about any of the performers, but it was like, oh,
0: I know that guy. Yeah, like I'm so like honestly, why isn't Hunter Hayes the Bachelor? <laughs> and I've seen tweets. He's been like responding to tweets and someone was like, why aren't you the bachelor? And he was like, I'm too sensitive for that. Like I could never. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I have theories about Hunter Hayes and this whole thing. Um, Because I was texting Kristen after like, did Pete just leave? He didn't get to meet Hunter. This was right after the intense
1: confrontation <laughs> Peter had with the mystery girl. I look down and the first response I see from Zeus is, Oh, Pete didn't get to meet Hunter.
0: <laughs> My theory is because they <laughs> they had him sing like his most popular song that doesn't need any more promotion instead of like mm-hmm. singing something off his like twenty nineteen album, which I totally didn't listen to. <laughs> so anyway, of course Hunter's singing I want crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And we know mm-hmm. <laughs> Pete. And what did Victoria say last episode? Like, oh, uh, when love- she got the rose. Uh-huh. Uh huh.
1: Pete said, "I love us," and she said, "Me too." It's a little crazy.
0: Yeah. So they're literally like Pete is like living for this moment, like dancing, twirling, spinning around, and the yes. the lyrics to the song are literally I don't want. I have to like sing it. Don't I don't good, want easy, don't I want, want crazy. Enough. I yeah. want can't sleep, can't breathe without your love. Yeah, I don't want easy, I want crazy. Are you with me, baby? Let's <laughs> be crazy. So, like, hyper relevant. And then I thought about when this whole thing, like, blows up in Pete's face, there's another Hunter song called Storm Warning. That's all like, Gonna wish I had a storm warning, gonna wish Ooh. I had a sign, gonna wish I had a little heads up, little leeway, little more time, and it's like, Pete, you did. Oh, you, did. you had plenty of time, Petey. <laughs> you had plenty of, and plenty of signs, like this
1: next girl, Marissa. But first, before Marissa oh. pops up, Pete and Victoria are split up by production, Victoria goes one way. Pete is going the oh, other way yeah, while yeah. singing to himself and twirling. Ah, Keep twirl. living. <laughs> Easy. Ah, ah, crazy. I'm crazy. And then Marissa pops up out of nowhere. It's like,
0: Peter. And then he just stops. Like, walks huh? yeah, <laughs> like, um, buzz kill Yeah, Yeah. Like, buzzkill much. So this girl pops up. There's this girl, Marissa, apparently, Peter's ex. They, like, used to date in California, I guess. And she literally just goes up to him and was like, hey, like, it's been a while. Like, good to see you. Like, I just want to tell you to be careful. That's all I'm going to say. I'm from here. I would hate for any of who you are to be affected by someone else. I don't think you deserve what you're on a date with now. Um, And she says that she knows Victoria. They used to be friends. Uh, Something happened. And she's, like, tried to remedy the relationship, but... Um, nothing has come of that. Um, and she kind of she says that Victoria has been the cause for various relationships to have broken up. Um and she says like she realizes how serious of a of a point they're at now having Peter like here in Victoria's hometown, and she was like, I would hate for this. I would hate for anything bad to happen to you. So that's why she's giving him the warning in our danger section of the book, because our book has (laughs) like a danger for each sign. I just realized um, under Libras, which is what Victoria's sign is. It says Libras tend to stir up ill feelings from others in situations having to do with love. Mm. So here's the beginnings of that now.
1: Yes. And the detailed tea that, the internet alleges is that Victoria slept with multiple married men, including at least one husband of a friend of hers. Uh And Marissa was an old girlfriend of Peter's from around 2012. She lived in California and then moved back to her hometown of Virginia beach. She Uh met Victoria through mutual friends, but they weren't really close. And then it was kind of one of those scenarios
0: that led to their fallout. Oh, that's crazy. Vic's crazy. Don't want easy. I want <laughs> crazy. <laughs> so obviously, P- Peter, being the dramatic Leo is- that he is, is all. You know, Marissa just dropped a bomb. This is- I'm I'm floored. Like this whole thing. Basically, he wants to talk to Victoria. Um. So he's on his way to her house to meet her family. Her family's all excited, all ready to meet him. Um, And they, he pulls her over outside and says he wants to talk to her first. Um, And he brings up how on their first one-on-one, one of Victoria's exes was present, Chase Rice. And he mentions that he ran into Marissa after this little concert. And, you know, shares that Marissa you know, told him some stuff had <laughs> been going on. Um, And essentially that she, Marissa told Pete that Victoria had been the cause of other relationships to end. And Victoria, of course, is, like, not having that at all. Like, immediately denies it and then um kind of, like, prods Peter and wants to know, like, okay, well, like, what relationships did she mention? Like, what? She wants details. And he was like, no, she, like, didn't tell me any, obviously. She just said it had been a number of them. And Victoria says there's so much drama all the effing time between the two of them. It was like so nasty. Mm-hmm. And She's very Pete, quick to turn on him. Mm-hmm. Peter points out that he's at a point in his journey right now where he had to address this. There's no way he would like move forward from hometowns without having clarity on the situation. Um. And Victoria, again, like, immediately shuts down, and she says, I don't want to do this. And this is a trend we've seen with Victoria. She just kind of gets up and, like, throws a hissy fit, um, and she's like, you literally just came here to say that you decided that what Marissa has just told you is more important than meeting my family, and she, like, turns away from the camera, says she doesn't want any cameras in her face, like, walks away. Um. yeah so we kind of like think she's done but then of course she comes back to Pete Um. gives her like the little puppy dog eyes and all that stuff and apologizes or no she doesn't apologize <laughs> Peter apologizes Peter apologizes. <laughs> coming
1: across is <as> taking Marissa's <gasps> side this came after Peter asked her if she ever really fought for something that she wanted and of course she was just like meh 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 and walked away <laughs> but that was one of Pete's lines that got me
0: yeah, yeah. I should saying here. Is, that, is this my note here? Oh, yes. Oh, that's no. another line. He, he yeah. had a lot of lines in this interaction that got me.
1: hmm And after Peter apologizes for coming across as taking Marissa's side, Victoria says, I just feel like I was so excited. I finally felt like you were someone I could be with. I had such high hopes for you to meet my family, and I'm just so disappointed. I care about you so much, but I'm so like, I'm embarrassed. And Peter says that he was concerned by what Marissa told him about Victoria, and he said, have you not seen this entire time how much I've cared for you and how much you've meant to me? The worst part is that this is the second time you've just
0: given up. Pete. He's not wrong. He's (laughs) not wrong, no. Why are we here, Pete? Why are we here? Um and so then far he continues
1: the on the bachelorette.
0: <laughs> I know. He continues this like streak of amazing lines and he says, "I really didn't come in here trying to attack you and if it somehow came off that way that I was taking her side and not yours, I'm sorry for that because that's not what I was doing." Um so they kind of Peter obviously doesn't go in to meet her family. But I don't really remember how this like ended, but I guess they like, did they agree to meet the following day? Or or did Victoria just show up? Yeah, Yeah. it just kind of
1: ended. Peter got in the car and left. Victoria's family came out and started comforting her. And then the next day, Peter was at his hotel room and Victoria arrived to talk to him. And she said she was sorry for what happened. And Peter kind of... and took the blame in this situation which I don't think he should have. He said that he seems to put it all on himself and he said that he hated that it happened and Leos find it hard to believe Mm -hmm. ill of others and they forgive easily and never hold grudges which we've seen a lot with Pete this season. That is such
0: a trend with Peter this season. One Mm -hmm. of his Mm -hmm. most Leo attributes
1: yes and something else that i found in the book that really resonated with this moment was that when real life doesn't supply the excitement leo's need they try Uh to create their own i see this so much with pete i co-sign this because i've seen a leo talk themselves up over nothing and agonize over it for nothing else for like a good hour and victoria tells peter that she's falling in love with him. And Peter says, I feel like you don't even want me to love you the way I want to love you. (sighs) Oh, Oh, Pete. I missed that, Pete. (laughs) And he points out that their bond always just implodes after so many good moments. So how is he supposed to have confidence in them? Yeah, he he
0: honestly never knows. It's so shaky. What do you mean you co-signed this?
1: Like, I agree with it. Like, cosign. Oh,
0: I thought you yeah. meant cosign, like, the app. I was like, no. how did you... Uh, no. Does cosign have, like, a different feature? No. Co-star. Duh. Oh, my God. Yeah, what am I even saying? Go. Co-star.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Peter tells Victoria, I get so confused when it just blows up with us. I feel like we have no communication skills. We don't understand each other in that regard. And this kind of got me thinking to wondering what sign Barbara Weber is because part of the crying clip that we've seen of her includes her saying this is what love stories are made of. So she seems to love the dramatics, which Pete obviously does. He does. I mean, I think this all sums back to all the telenovelas they watched with grandma. But <laughs> I'm curious to know what Barb is in the,
0: the Zodiac. I- I'm sure... I'm sure we could find out. They're very probably uh, out in the open. I feel here. like she had a birthday recently.
1: I feel like I saw it <laughs> on Instagram. I think you're oh, right, actually. Yeah. And going along with this conversation, Libras are indecisive and they can both anger and disappoint lovers. And there's a Libra tendency to be fickle and faithless.
0: Hmm. Yeah, well, if her past is, like, for reals, hmm. then hell yeah. There you go.
1: And Victoria says that she's never tried in a relationship like this, and she can't walk away with him after saying that she loves him. She's used to walking out, but the decision is in Peter's court now. And, ugh, she's just so
0: manipulative. I know, we hate her. Mm. That's crazy.
1: Obviously, I sympathize with having to live this out on TV, but, girl, your actions are laid out for everyone to see.
0: Yeah, it's a lot. And then, in terms of that manipulative nature, I found this um, quote in her book that says Libra's instinctively magnetize, magnetize and try to pull people towards them, but in a relationship, their main interest is always on themselves. I think that's just so relevant to Pete and Vic.
1: It's yeah. crazy. And the conversation ends with Peter saying that he can't make a decision now, so Victoria's fate is unknown. She leaves their old timey photo with him and leaves, cries in the hall, says she doesn't Power want to play. Ugh. And did then. You see that
0: what, did you see what she wrote on the back of that picture? No, what'd she say? I, I, caught, I caught it. It said first family photo. Oh. Yo. Oh, isn't that crazy? I don't like that. Oh, She knows how to play. Mm.
1: and that takes us to the rose ceremony and they're in an airplane hangar which again is another america's next top model reference guys
0: i'll give you that one because even honestly kristen even i thought that when they first yes. to the hangar and i don't know if it's because you keep bringing it up in uh <laughs> episodes but i was like yeah there was an america's next top model like judging ceremony where it was in a hangar
1: yes they took a photo in the hangar like a group photo of everyone getting onto the plane and then the judging and elimination was in the hangar right after the photo shoot incredible and i remember there was a girl trying to get her visa so she didn't get to take a photo and she ran in like from the embassy and then she still got on the plane that's crazy (laughs) yes so at the rose ceremony Peter gives that roses in the order of Hannah Ann, Madison, and Victoria. Damn.
0: Honestly. I was shook. Mm. And Peter tells Kelsey he's sorry because he knows she was shook about it. Um yeah, and he basically he basically tells Kelsey that like you know, he like really appreciated her telling him that she was like falling in love with him, but his feelings just weren't at the same level, and that's why he couldn't give her the rose. Mhm. <laughs> and that's that. I don't remember what she said in her exit interview. Kind of just the same
1: vibe that she was surprised and really hurt. But it's okay, Kelsey, because we're pulling for you as Bachelorette. Kelsey 2020. Oh, please. Cool. And the episode wraps up with Peter (coughs) saying goodbye to the women. But then Madison realizes that she's not willing to compromise who she is for this. So the episode ends with her running up to Peter and asking if they can talk. And we'll find out how that conversation goes next
0: week. Next week. And they're traveling to, I don't remember, (laughs) Australia. Oh, Australia. Okay, great. (laughs) All right, everyone. We'll catch up with you next week down under (laughs) with our final three. Bye. Bye.